0: Hi, everyone. i um, super excited to be here today um, and talk about uh, a topic that's very close to my heart. Uh, you know, what does it mean to build a data mesh and how do you sort of really set up your metadata foundation uh, in a way that your data mesh is going to need? Um, my name is Prakalpa. I'm one of the co-founders of ATLIN. Um, I've been a lifelong data practitioner, prior to this I founded a company in the data science for social good space, uh, built and ran the teams that built India's national data platform, which is one of the largest public sector data lakes of its kind, Uh, worked with the United Nations on the SDG agenda and how to incorporate data science as a part of that. Um, all that to say that uh, I've gone through all the fire drills that almost everyone in this room uh, have uh, have experienced and are probably experiencing every day. I've had cabinet ministers call me and say number on this dashboard is broken. I have sat on the top of our terrace and cried because an analyst quit on me exactly one week before a major project is due. Uh, and he was the only one who knew everything about our data uh, and just dealt with the chaos that is really the story of our lives uh, in the data world. Uh, And a lot of those learnings are what led to us uh, founding ATLIN. At ATLIN, we are pioneering the active metadata category. Um, You'll see in the most recent Forrester Wave for enterprise data catalogs for data ops, we are the top right leader. Um, We work with amazing data teams today, uh, very proud to partner right from, you know, uh, companies like Unilever and Newscop. Uh, to some of the most sophisticated data infrastructure companies, Plaid, WeWork, Monster, and so on, uh, backed by by investors inside Sequoia, um, and uh, were the fastest growing company in the space. And the reason for that is, I think, uh, very interlinked with our story, uh, which is that we started as a data team ourselves and we actually tried to buy a data catalog. Uh, We failed three times in buying a data catalog And so we were forced to build, uh, and uh, that's really what uh, helped us realize what was really the the missing link uh, in in actually building metadata in a way that it works and scales inside organizations. The reality is that traditional data catalogs and governance are just not built for paradigms like the data mesh. Why do I say this? Uh, The data mesh is really built to to actually address the problem of silos, right? Uh, But the problem with traditional data catalogs, they're built in a way, they're architected in a way where they actually add one more tool to the silos, right? You're trying to solve a silos problem by adding one more tool to the silos. Uh, And if you think about that from an end user perspective, let's say I'm in a dashboard and I say, can I trust this dashboard? The last thing I want to do at that point is jump to another tool which we call the Data Catalog and search for my login and search for that dashboard and look for the lineage and figure out if I can trust that dashboard or not. As an end user, I want context where I am and when I need it. And the reality is that our end users are really diverse. They're in a ton of different tools. They're in a BI tool, they are in DBT, they are in Starburst, they are in Slack, they are in Jira, they're in communication tools and ticketing tools and and as end users, I want context where I am and when I need it. And so the first element of this 3.0 active paradigm of metadata is not just locking up metadata in uh, another silo tool, but actually taking it back into daily workflows Uh, so be it through deep integrations with communication tools so let's say if someone says what does what does how do we define customer they get the answer right then and there in a slack or a microsoft teams through a bot rather than having to jump to another tool Um, or what you can see on the screen this is actually an uh, a browser extension so uh, any browser if you're browsing a bi tool all the context from the entire stack about what does this mean is it updated uh, how do we define this metric? All available right there in the BI tool. Second, uh, going from generic to personalized, the data mesh is really about everything is about domains, right? Everything is about how do you not treat data as this central monolithic architecture, but really how do you actually personalize to individual needs? How do you understand that every data domain is different? Unfortunately, traditional data catalogs are super generic, they treat every single user the same and the reality is every single user is not the same Uh, even like let's pick you know just the personas in a data organization if you're looking at the same table a data engineer who's looking at it would want to know what does the pipeline health look like did they succeed or fail Uh, did the data quality test pass or fail the same table if an analyst is looking at it they would say what does frequency distribution look like for this column what does the column name mean Um, This gets even further more complicated when you're looking at different kinds of domains, right? So uh, the same analyst, if it's a financial analyst, they'll care about slightly different kind of context. You know, a financial analyst is unlikely to be using SQL, for example, Uh, a financial analyst is going to be looking in in something like an Excel uh, and they care very much about the calculation of a metric. Versus, you know, let's pick a marketing analyst. A marketing analyst is is probably more data literate. Could be using SQL or tools like that. Uh, and because something, everything is changing in real time and so dynamic in the marketing ecosystem, they probably care about you know lineage and pipeline health metrics a lot more than than a financial analyst, right? So every user is different. And you know, if in today's world you can create completely personalized experiences for you and me. Uh, on Netflix, where you get your own personalized movie recommendations and I get my own, why do we still serve up the same generic experience from a data perspective to our end users? Uh, And so the second sort of big tenet of of this active metadata paradigm is, how do you go from extremely generic experiences to super personalized experiences for end users? Um, And the third, traditionally, data catalogs have been extremely closed systems. what does that mean uh, it's very manual to update right so there's no way where you can programmatically update and and publish Data products, which is a core part of the data mesh paradigm, or you know, where the ecosystems talking a lot about data contracts and how do you make data contracts between systems happen, all of that's just not possible in a traditional data catalog. Um, and then second, how do you actually leverage this metadata um, for for use cases to actually programmatically uh, govern your your ecosystems, right? So distributed federated governance and is you know is a core element of this. How do you actually use systems? To govern your your data rather than data stewards and a whole complex data stewardship structure to govern your data right and how do you actually make that happen programmatically and so the third core element is how do you go from this closed system uh, to a fully open system that allows for programmatic usage of metadata uh, and actually help make the data mesh happen uh, just going in a little deeper into what that means from an Athlon perspective um, you know, at Atlan, we, for one, on the left-hand side, bring in metadata from a bunch of different sources. This is data lakes, warehouses, custom assets, uh, very deep integration with partners like Starburst, bring that in into a, a central uh, active metadata platform. Uh, this is where, you know, your metadata comes together and is connected together, right? So we auto-construct lineage, uh, we have a policy engine, we really build that metadata, central metadata layer. Uh, this is served up through personalized experiences for diverse sets of users. Um, and then on the right-hand side, we truly activate this metadata. This is really where, uh, you know, we, we fundamentally think the next layer of metadata is, uh, where this metadata goes back into, uh, browser extensions, Slack, Jira BI tools to actually improve experiences in other tools. And second. Starting to enable automation workflows, so we have customers that are using ATLIN for completely programmatic governance use cases on their data lake, uh, you know, triggering CI/CD pipelines and so on, which which I'll talk about um, in just a minute as we go deeper into what it means to to make the data mesh, mesh paradigm happen. That brings us to today. Um, you know, uh, what does it what does the better together story here here look like, right? And you know, how do we really build a sort of purpose built platform for the data mesh paradigm. I think to begin with, it's important to understand what are the, the fundamental principles that that define the data mesh in some ways, right? And to me, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot that's talked about the data mesh, uh, and you know, organizations, I think have to sort of still think about it. The data mesh is, is really a paradigm and it needs to, you know, every organization is still needs to think about what it takes to really adopt this to your own organization. Uh, but to me, the data mesh is really a set of principles uh and the three most important principles to me are really how do you go from centralized to decentralized organizationally uh so how do you go from ownership being central in one central org to domains that are personalized uh, and decentralized second how do you go from a top down data stewardship based sort of governance model to a federated model uh, and how do you start leveraging systems to govern your data rather than needing human beings to govern your data? Uh, And third, how do you go from data being just an asset that you collect to fundamentally starting to think about data as a product uh, to share and for end users to start consuming uh, inside an organization? Each of these three paradigms need a very fundamentally different way of, of thinking about and addressing metadata. Um, and that's really what metadata 3.0 or active metadata is really about. So let's start with the first, right? Decentralized domain ownership. The data mesh is built around fundamentally every domain being architected and treating differently. Um, now, to be able to support this in Atlan what we've built is, is really this concept that we call personas and purposes. Uh, what this means is that our end users are able to create completely personalized experiences. So you can see on the left-hand side, personas could be data analysts, data engineers, financial analysts. So the type of person that they are based on the role that they are in. And purposes could be a financial use case. Executive reporting could be a a use case. So these are basically your domains itself uh, in the way that uh, end users are, are consuming your domains. Now from here, this translates into completely personalized views of how people consume uh, uh, the the data products in their ecosystem. Uh, This means that, uh, you know, the best way I like to think about this is almost like in the website builder days, where you could create uh, completely custom widgets for for your websites in some ways. The same way what we've done is your view of metadata uh, when you're publishing uh, to the rest of your ecosystem in the data mesh can be completely personalized. So if I'm a data engineer, uh, if you see on the right-hand side, there's a data engineer view. My filters are going to be based on my pipeline ETL details. It's based on my data quality test in this case, integrated into Great Expectations, which is a quality testing framework. Um, uh, so my entire view of what I can access, how I filter, what I see can be super personalized, just like Netflix is for you and me. Uh, to give you an example, uh, one of our customers, Fortune 50 financial company, ingesting over 10000 data feeds every day from external providers right and uh, you know what you can see is they have this uh, pretty complex domain specific governance setup right so uh, you know they have different types of uh, of users and groups so they have domains like marketing and client uh, in those they have different kinds of metadata policies uh, they have different kinds of data policies who can preview the data who can actually query the data uh, and then they have different kinds of personas and 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 policies and policies associated with it, right? And so they've been able to take uh, and build completely custom, personalized experiences for for each of these domains uh, inside the organization. Uh, another core element of this that I was talking about was was also how do you also ensure that this is as automate a- automated as possible, right? So they actually leverage Atlan's open by design APIs to bring in custom metadata from their Airflow, to bring in custom metadata from their orchestrator, their data quality pipelines, to create this one end to end view of lineage, provenance, data quality, uh, and create that sort of one central layer that can, that can lead to a ton of automation in the way that they will, that they're leveraging metadata in their organizations. Second, let's come to the second paradigm, right? Data as a product um Data as a product is one of my favorite uh, tenets of the data mesh. Uh, and if you think about data as a product, every single core uh, principle of data as a product basically needs some level of of a, um, uh, of metadata that's associated with it, right? So, data product needs to be discoverable, which means you need to make it you know easily accessible through a Google-like search or an Amazon-like browse experience. It needs to be understandable. Who uses the product? Who created it? Where does it come from? It needs to be addressable. Uh, You know, how do you uh, bring in, um, you know, metadata from pipelines and data quality tools so that you can aggregate it at the data product layer? Uh, Right. And so how do you bring in metadata like you, I just talked about in the previous example with the Fortune 50 where they brought in, you know, not just traditional metadata, but also data quality metadata and data pipeline metadata to make their data products truly addressable. Um, Fourth, secure. Right. Um, So, you know, your metadata uh, that's defined by the domain team about security classifications should also orchestrate security policy management. So what does that mean? That means your metadata cannot be closed in a single ecosystem. It needs to be made open and available. So let's say as a domain, if I'm publishing a data product and I say this is a PII, um, every system where that product exists, it could be in the in, in my core storage and processing layer. It could be leveraged in the BI layer. Uh, you know, you should be able to not just propagate that uh, metadata, but actually leverage that uh, through an open system in all kinds of downstream tools. Um, you know interoperable composable so you know again metadata needs to be easily accessible and interoperable across the entire ecosystem uh trustworthy uh right so how do you compute for example data quality scores so again again that how do you build an open system where your metadata can create more metadata uh to to actually you know build trust in your data products um, and natively accessible Uh, How do you make this metadata available in tools that end users are using every day? So again, like I talked about, how do you go from just having metadata in a single data catalog, but how do you actually make it available in the day-to-day tools that end users are using? Um, Some core tenets that we've tried to build in in Atlin to make this happen, um, you know, a, a Forbes Um, Cloud 100 technology company uses this uh, quite a bit. Uh, It's this concept of customized metadata for data products. Um, So what we have in Atlin is this concept of custom metadata. Uh, What this allows you to do is actually customize your data product to an individual uh, layer of custom metadata that you need, right? So let's say we talked about all of this. This means different things for different kinds of data products and different kinds of data domains. And so what you can do in Atlan is you can actually define what kind of custom metadata you want attached with every data product in the org. So for example, you can see in this case, uh, this company has a data freshness contract. They have data quality checking, they have data rating, they have uh, pipeline, that pipeline health metrics coming in from Airflow. And of course they have a bunch of the standard ones, right, data owners and so on. Uh, uh, and all of this is actually integrated into their their direct stack. So this is that they're actually like automating and bringing these these in from the tools that they're using on a regular basis. The second element of this is really pushing data products programmatically. Um, a leading digital native tech company, uh, you know, they have twenty five million unique monthly active users. Uh, they actually use Atlan uh, to publish uh, data products programmatically. Uh, What you're seeing is this is actually how they create tables uh, in Postgres. What they've done is they've actually integrated the Atlin API into this business process itself. So as a new table is created, it it runs a check on whether the, the table already exists or not. And then you know if if the table doesn't, then you know essentially the uh, the data product specs that are getting deployed uh, as a part of shipping the data product actually get pushed pushed into Athlean uh, as a part of that process. So really integrating the creation of the data product uh, as a part of the CI/CD process itself. Third, <laughs> federated computational governance. Um, the way I think about federated governance is is how do you go from a few people making decisions about your data to your system making decisions about your data what does this actually mean right um let's say you publish a bunch of data products into your data mesh uh, and your data products are basically meant to get used by end users uh, and today with usage metadata you can actually tell uh, what kind of like you know data products are getting used and when and which are your most popular data products and so on and so forth right and so what you could do is you could basically bring in that usage metadata use it to compute a product health score um and then sort these products by the health score um and this you know what you could do is you could remove the poor products from the discovery experience um you know creating a self governed mesh and then what you could do is you could create a jira ticket for the owner to improve usage um, or quality of the data product, um, and if there are great data products, you could actually gamify this a little bit more and notify the data product of uh, the data product owner of how you know their data products are getting used the most. Uh, this, to me, is a practical application of how you can make federated governance happen inside an org. Um, and this today, uh, is possible through going from closed metadata ecosystems to a fully open ecosystem, right? So in, in, Atlin's case, we actually push every metadata change event, um, um, into, into Kafka, um, uh, and, uh, you know, that becomes available on AWS event bridge, open APIs, allowing customers to build out a workflow like this that connects their different tools in the stack through metadata, but starting to actually create what a truly distributed, federated governance workflow inside organizations would look like. Um, to give you an example, we have a Fortune 100 technology company uh, that, um, you know, essentially brings in or leverages all their their metadata changes. So data type changes, columns, you know, add, update, classification changes, uh, and uses this to start triggering actions. So actions like sending a message to their security team, on, you know what? You know does is is there sensitive information? Publish it into Jira as a task. Uh, trigger a comprehensive data test or data quality test. Uh, all of this starts to become, uh, you know, real uh, in in some ways, right? Through programmatic governance and really reduce the manual effort of of remediation loops and and uh, in the process. Um, so yeah, that's all I had. I hope this gives you a quick sense of of what. Uh, what it really means uh, to uh, to make, make the data mesh happen. I, you know, just as a quick summary, um, you know, how do you go from, as you think about metadata in your ecosystem, spend, you know, a few minutes thinking about how do you go from siloed to embedded? Um, how do you go from generic to personalized experiences? And how do you make sure that your metadata is not in a closed system, but really fundamentally open by design to really support and build out your data mesh. Um, So yeah, with that, thank you uh, for your time and uh, feel free to reach out to me on Prukalpa, um, you know, on on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, You know, happy to have a conversation about about the data mesh uh, and you can find uh, us on uh, atlan.com.